Welcome into another Red Out podcast. This is a new edition here. Hey, how about them tops, son? All oh, day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. How does that sound, Jared? Can you hear me, buddy? Yeah, I hear the intro. (laughs) There we go. Yeah, apparently Podbean's updated that since we've been uh, on uh, hiatus vacation for our our uh, summer vacation. Yeah, it's been what, like what six months, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, something like that. When do we stop in April, March? Yeah, I don't yeah, remember. Right at the end of March, probably. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, um, so just like always, we're going to jump right into it, guys. Um, winners and losers. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the show, our winners and losers are just whatever story we come across and we think it's funny or not funny and you know just bad all around or whatever, that person can be a winner or they can be a loser. Um, so I guess we'll start off. I think one of the funny things is we've got five Hilltoppers going into, not really funny, but uh, we've got five Hilltoppers, former Hilltoppers going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jay Davis, the 68 to 71 class, uh, Sherrard Coates, 99 to 2002, football, both of those guys, uh, basketball, uh, Donna Dolman, um, then we got Janet Jasang, uh, she was in cross country, I, I remember her, she's a little bitty uh, lady, I guess lady, I was going to say girl, but lady, um, she's a little bitty thing. So, I mean, it makes sense that she could run so much. Uh, hey, and then yeah, Chris, I'm small too, but that doesn't mean I can run very fast. Well, very fast and very far. Um, I can do I think neither. She was a cross country and distance runner. It's impressive. She did the indoor 5,000 meter, which, good God, uh, outdoor 5,000 meter, um, and she, yeah, she it says she was very dominant on the uh, WKU sports page. Uh, she's from Uganda. Uh, she, she sets, blah, blah, blah. It's like she sells seashells by the seashore. She sets school records in four indoor events. Mile run, 3,000 meter, 5,000 meter, and distance relay, medley relay. So, awesome. And uh, Chris Marcus, basketball, 2000, 2000. Um. Uh, I do have something real quick. It doesn't really fit into anywhere else in the show except for maybe at the end, and I'll forget before then. Um, if any of you haven't seen the uh, – there's a documentary series on Netflix called Untold. Jared, have you heard this yet? Um, I'm not sure. What's it about? Uh, well, f- the one episode I listened to, um, I can't seem to get Matt on. It says he's connected, but I can't hear him. Uh, but anyway, the first one I listened to is, or watched was uh, the uh, Malice in the Palace. Oh, yeah. versus Detroit. Yeah. Uh, the interesting part of that story was is they talked to all the people involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know what you're talking about now. Yes, it was, it was a really interesting thing. Um, let's see if we can... All I'm saying is that the Pistons fans wanted to mess around and they found out real quick what happens. Well, 
yes and no. There was a lot of animosity built up because of um, because of the uh, the what happened the year before, where yeah. the Pistons beat the Pacers, and basically, like even in the documentary, the Pacers are like, we knew that whoever won that game was going to win it all. They were going to beat whoever they faced. Um, so they knew that you know when they lost that game, they're like. Detroit's going to win it all, and they did. Um, let me see. I'm trying to get Matt on here real quick. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. I don't know if he's using like a headset or anything like that. I mean, I'm just using, just like literally just like a normal phone call. I mean, if I don't even have any headphones in right now, I'm actually on my way back home. Today's my mom's birthday, so we went to Charlie's. It's been fun. Happy Free birthday, Jan. Yes. She said thank you. <laughs> um, but, uh, okay, so they did the Malice in the Palace. There was a boxer. Um, I can't. Her nickname was the Coal Miner's Daughter, but um, I can't remember her. Um, and then a, the one I watched today was um, the, what were they called? They were the Trashers. The, and it, the, it was a minor league hockey team called the Trashers. Well, there was the Atlanta uh, Thrashers. Inbury Thrashers. Sorry. Do what? I was going to say there was the Atlanta Thrashers, which was an NHL team. You can ask Fletcher this, all about that. <laughs> this, they, yeah, I'm sure he loves that. Um, they are, sorry, I'm trying to see. Um, <laughs> um, they were a minor league uh, uh, hockey team that, that the owner was at mob ties. Really interesting story. You need to check that out if you can. Um, text Matt real quick. Uh, Jared, what are your winners and losers? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, there's been so many things to happen the past few months. But, I mean, I don't know where you were going to put this as far as in the show. But, I mean, of course, the biggest loser would probably be that Bishop Sycamore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my next topic, actually. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that's just pure insanity, the fact that, like, all these 20 – 30 year old people you were able to build themselves as a high school team espn just picked them up and had absolutely no idea who they were of course the coach he had like a warrant out for his arrest and all of that didn't he and then it, it's yes, just, he did. and then they do all of that to play a high school team and they get absolutely smacked by img academy it's like 58 to zero you do all of that to fake your way onto espn and you get your rear end handed to you by a bunch of high school kids so that, that it's just so funny on so many different levels. I mean, there was one guy for Bishop Sycamore that got hurt, and the ESPN commentators are like, uh, number 54 is hurt. Uh, we don't have a number 54 listed on the roster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that whole thing was You literally don't know who this is. It could be a fan for all we know on the field in a football jersey, and they wouldn't know the difference. I blame, I blame Paragon, and that's from what I'm reading on ESPN – Paragon sets up the games for ESPN. Okay. Um, and then, let's see here. Hold on. I think I got it. Oh. There we go. Can you hear me? Matt. Okay, I don't know sorry. what the world he's doing wrong. Matt, screenshot no something and send it to me. Maybe I'll be able to tell you what you're doing wrong. I'll make sure you're unmuted and stuff, too. Can you hear us, Matt? 
you know that you yeah, know that parent or you know that parent or grandparent that you always have to show them how to do technology yeah matt is that that's person. matt that's matt right now um but anyway uh so paragon is the company that sets up these games for espn i think they had img ready to play somebody else and the other team backed out this is just speculation this is just me throwing this out there and I honestly think that they called it NAIA school. Um, and the reason I think that, if I'm not mistaken, the the city that has <laughs> Matt said, "Where's my pills?" Uh, the city says um, somebody I saw on TikTok. I was talking about Bishop Sycamore, and they said um, the school, the place they were, the location they were, is home to a a uh, small NAIA school. So they, and their mascot is a bishop. So it's like, yep, that's probably what it is. They may have called them in and they, and cause somebody asked them, they were like, you know, what was your, um, what is your, uh, uh, you know, how old are you? They asked one of the, one of the players, how old he was. And he's like 23. I'm like, he's 23. And he's in high school. What is going on here? You know, it's like, you know, this is like the most, we need a 30 for 30 on this. We really do. Yeah. I need more um, details than what's been given because there's so many layers to just all of that. I mean, so many layers. But my question is, how long is it going to take for Alabama until they schedule Bishop Sycamore as a non-conference school? <laughs> it's inevitable. I know, right? It, it's got, it's going to happen, I think. We got to get them non-con. And then hopefully, you know, Bishop Sycamore will become an FCS school and they can play Western. <laughs> hopefully we would destroy them. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I know, right? Um, okay, so, Matt, I am trying my best here, buddy, to get you on. Um, I even sent him a video on how to get on, so I don't know if he's having any luck. Matt, if you're listening, text me and see if, if you're having any luck, bud. Uh, so, um, I guess let's let's I'll let you talk about the pro tops who have made the cut this year. We've had some guys that were cut, and we've had some that are still on teams. Uh, Jared, I'll let you briefly talk about that while I'm working with Matt. <laughs> yeah, no, it, yeah, really true. Can you hear me, buddy? But, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of cutting out on me there. I mean, is Mike White? He's uh, on the jet still, unfortunately. It's a shame to be on the New York Jets. George fan both, but it's whatever. <laughs> okay. But uh, Mike. But Mike White, he's actually going to be the backup now to Zach Wilson, the guy from BYU. So, I mean, if if something happens and Wilson looks like a fish out of water and he's doing horrible or if he gets banged up on a play, I mean, that means that Mike White will actually get to take some regular Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Suddenly, he's not needed anymore. Mike Wilson, is, he can actually take over. I mean... I, I don't know how he did in the preseason. I didn't really get to see any preseason ball at all, but it's just a good opportunity for him to be 
the second string on the main roster. Uh, Iggy, of course, with the Bears, he was able to make the 53-man roster. I was wondering if he was going to be able to or not. He Difficulty getting uh, Jared. It's kind of quality uh, podcast you get. Um, so uh, I can I can barely hear can Jared hear every now and then. I get to hear you. Yes, I, you're coming in and out. So um, it's because I'm on the road. We did get a little bit. So. It's because I'm yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah. of nowhere. I'm back in Franklin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, You're in Franklin. Fan of starting for the Jets. So that's another one. Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, so, the short of it is, I'll just kind of cover this briefly. Uh, we've got Jack, Captain Jack Doyle is still in there. He's still playing for the Colts. Higby's still with the Rams, as far as we know. He didn't play against the Broncos. Jordan Meredith was in the rotation for the Rams offensive line uh, during the contest. Uh, He was an undrafted free agent, uh, but we'll see how that goes. Taewon Taylor did not play in the Texans, lost to the Buccaneers. Forrest Lamp was waived by the Bills. Uh, He was given an injury settlement uh, because of some injuries he's had. Uh, Devin Key is waived by the Chiefs. I'm hoping he'll get on the practice squad with the Chiefs. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, with COVID, some of the COVID restrictions being lifted, I've heard that some of the practice squad spots have increased. Uh, George Fant, uh, he's the, he is a uh, maybe a uh, starting right tackle for uh, the Jets, I think. Yes. Mike White is the second-string quarterback for the Jets. God help him. Um, sorry, Iggy is still with the Bears. Hopefully everything continues there. Not a big Bears fan as I'm a Packers fan, but that's okay. Uh, Deontay Ruffin, it was added to the Bears on Thursday afternoon. And I think that's about it. As far as we've had a couple of guys get cut, but hopefully they'll be on practice squads. Jared, are you hearing me, bud? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was saying how in the AFC East that there's starting quarterbacks, all of them, for every team is under 25. You got Tua for the Dolphins, Zach Wilson for the Jets. You have Josh Allen for the Bills. And um, 
Mac Jones for the Patriots. That was surprising too, seeing Cam Newton get waived. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, let me see here. I'm gonna, I'm going to mute my mic for two seconds to try and help Matt. So, hold on one sec. Poor Matt. He'll figure it out one of these days. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get it. I won't it hold my breath. I'm sure he will. The bad thing is, is I don't know what he's doing wrong, time. though. I don't know what he's doing I wrong. I don't either. Because it says like everything should show where he's coming through, but it's, he's just not. As loud as he is, too, I feel like we'd hear him. Any luck? No. No. Done. Yeah, now it's got the echo thing going. <laughs> uh, Matt, try and call in again if you're listening. Oh, Jesus. He's in me a video. I'll have to watch it. Me too, and he's probably it's probably the same video he sent earlier. <laughs> I thought I heard something there for a second. He said, he said hello on the video. Okay, here, right, 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 here we go. Invite. We've sent your invite, Matt. So he should be able to connect it to us. Anyway. I mean, it's um, the first one of the season. Welcome back, everyone. There's always problems. <laughs> there is always problems, whether we know it or not. Um, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I was at the Ryman last night seeing one of my favorite bands. I don't know if you know who the band Camino is, but it was like their first big live show that they've had. Like they sold out the Ryman in like 10 minutes and packed house, the, their biggest headlining show. And they completely forgot to do the encore thing. Like they were all supposed to walk off the stage and then come back and play three songs. So their drummer walks off the stage, but none of the other band members do. And he's just looking around like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> so he goes and takes the microphone. He's like, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. And everyone's just like, huh? Because, I mean, it's the drummer. The drummer never takes the microphone. And it's just like in the middle of the set. All of his bandmates are looking at him like, uh, what are you doing, dude? And then he's just like, we totally forgot to do the uh, encore. And then they were just like, oh, crap. But, I mean, that's the thing is that bands always have that planned anyways. It's like they just go off the stage and then you beg for them to come back out and then they'll play some more songs. It's already planned, though. But they just went straight into it. But, I mean, it's happening to everyone. I mean, with COVID and having live shows again, I mean, just getting in the hang of things. Yeah, it's it's just something you're going to have to have to uh, work around and see. Um, so it's going to have Matt talk about uh, the women's soccer and all those other good sports. Uh, Lady Topper Volleyball, which is doing smashingly well again. And let's see. <laughs> yeah, I think they're up to number 15, aren't they? Yeah, they're playing Kansas is one of those things I saw. Uh, supposed we to play have Kansas. to beat them. Yes, definitely. It's like Kansas on September 4th. I'm so tired. I'll never forget when Kansas barely beat us. We, we should have been the first 16 seed to beat a one seed in the NCAA tournament. We were so freaking close. 
We, uh, yeah, uh, definitely. This would it, it would have been the year. Matt? Yeah. Saw Jeff Lithy's thought, thought. Never forget. George Fant right. fouled out of the game, and then we didn't have a chance. Okay, let's try and resend this. Okay, he's already in the invitation list. Okay. This is so – I know you all really appreciate the, the uh, uh, behind the scenes. Um, Hilltopper <laughs> Hilltopper uh, Baseball is having open tryouts. Uh, WKU's baseball coach, John Palowski, has announced that the Hilltoppers will hold open tryouts on Monday, September 13th. So those of you who want to do it. Do I still have any years of eligibility left? I don't know. You may, dude. You may have to try it out. Okay, Honestly, so we are connected with Matt. Try and talk Matt. I just don't think he's going to get it today. I'm sorry, yep, man. I don't either. I've invited him several times. He says I am currently talking. Um, I believe you. I don't know what I. I don't know if you're on your phone or your computer or what, but whatever it is, it hates you. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. It says phone. Um. Is there a mute button or anything at the bottom, Matt? Who knows? This is going to be a little echo fest here again. Let me see. Okay. I feel like we had this issue last time you tried to be on, but I can't remember how we can see Yes. Okay. Yeah, it says join now, Matt. It should say join now. Yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm, I'm connected. Looks like there's a softball game going on. Oh, soccer in Franklin. Okay, never mind. There's something. Okay, Matt, call in. <laughs> call in. And then once you hit it, it should say join now at the top. Hit that. <laughs> I know. This, we're also saving this as a tutorial forever if you want to call into the show live. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Uh, so anyway, we're going to skip ahead, um, and let's talk a little uh, preview of UT Martin and all that while we're working on Matt getting on, if we could get him on. Um, he might be in the last three minutes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's going to be like a Jimmy Kimmel thing. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, I may have to have you speak with him about how to do it on his computer because I have no idea. Yeah. I know how I set it up for my live streams, but I don't know how he does it for the other. Yeah, I'll worry, Matt, if you're listening, I'll help you out some other time, but I'm sorry. Yep. Okay, so anyway, we're going to talk UT Martin real quick. Uh, Lady Volleyball, Lady Topper Volleyball is doing amazing like they have been. Um, they are 3-0 and currently, I think. Is that right? Yes, and women's soccer is 3-0, so both teams are doing great. A lot of optimism from me for volleyball. I think they're going to do well. I think – I mean, I think they may have a chance against Kansas. I don't think that there is – I don't think there should be any doubt. What do you say, Jared? 
I mean, honestly, this team can compete. So, I mean, hopefully Kansas, I don't know if they have any type of national ranking or anything like that, but we definitely have the right, the right people on this team, the right coach to do it. Yeah, I, th- I completely agree. Um, okay, J- Matt, it says we're connected, but I'm not seeing you on my speakers. So, something's up, buddy. Um, but I'll do the tutorial later. Yes, we're gonna have to have a have a group sit down and talk about this. Um, it's <laughs> it's kind of like the days when we used to do Facebook, which I guess I could try and do that. Let me see if I can get you on my. Uh, let me just call you, Matt. How about that? I'm just going to call you. Let's just do this call old man there. style. <laughs> okay, so this may not sound very well, but we'll see how it goes. Matt, don't cuss whenever I call you. You probably Okay. He's phoning a friend. There you are. Hey, man. Hey, we got you on the show now, so. Oh, praise God. Jared, can you hear us? Yeah, I hear him. <laughs> yep, it sounds uh, janky, but we're doing it. I I probably know. Why? I'll explain it to you later, though. If you, I say you're on your computer or your phone. Well, he's tried well, both. I, I was on the phone. I downloaded the app and I clicked in, and it shows that I'm like one of the callers or whatever, and like I was getting all the invites from Devin, and I accepted them. And it showed that I was on the call, like it, it was counting seconds up that I was on the call and everything. I don't know. It's crazy. No worries. Know. No worries. Well, let's anyway. uh, let's talk a little lady tops. How about that, buddy? Yeah, sure, man. Um, man, I wanted y'all to hear my winner and loser. Oh, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll catch up. No, anyway, you good. Um, so my winner was. Um, I don't know if y'all like. Follow tennis at all? Um, nope, but that's but fine. <laughs> did you hear about Andy Murray and Stefanos Zitipal? No, but it sounds riveting. Well, anyway, yeah, oh, it's fascinating. <laughs> so Andy Murray is this British guy, whatever. And so anyway, um, so he got kissed at Zitipal taking forever for a bathroom break. <laughs> so he made this big deal out of it and freaked out during the match and all this stuff. So he tweets out after the match. Fact of the day, it takes Stefano Sitsipov twice as long to go to the bathroom as it takes Jeff Bezos to fly into space. <laughs> <laughs> and so my winner is is Andy Murray trolling uh, Sitsipov, and the loser is Stefano Sitsipov's dunk links the rest of the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I saw where... Of course, this is TikTok, so I have no idea. This is... I have basically dropped Facebook. Uh, Matt? What happened? Jesus Christ. It is... Uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I, I think I think he, his phone died or something, because now it's giving me something else. It's just not meant to be. It's I mean, not, if that's all that he says on the podcast, that's still incredible. All right, Matt. You there? You know what, man? You need to take your old jitterbug flip phone. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, it's fine, dude. I ain't even gonna sweat it. Um, So anyway, I was gonna say, I saw on TikTok where um, 
there was some tennis guy who got in trouble for saying sorry. Have you heard about this? He got he got like a point taken away or take, he got a point added to his opponent because he said he I think he hit it and it was like oops sorry, and they're like what you said sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't follow tennis. It's 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 a different sport for me. Uh, it's kind of like uh, I heard a comedian say one time, you know, uh, football, basketball, um, you know, all these other sports were invented by men. Because there's a goal. You score. You know what I'm saying? Tennis was invented by women because it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I was like, pretty true. You know, arguing and such. Um, anyway. <laughs> Matt's just right, saying to himself. Do you want to talk about um, you talk about what you wanted to? Yeah, I'd like to talk about that if you don't mind. Okay. Just to talk about whatever you want me to talk about. <laughs> sure. Let's get a plug for your insurance while we're at it. Sure, man. Hey, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so um, let's hear some of what you talk about. uh, Volleyball or what? Whichever you want to talk about first. Okay, well, I mean, I'm fired up about volleyball first. Hey, I don't blame you. I would be too. I do. I'm in top 15. Uh, I remember I didn't get to see him last year, obviously, because the spring or whatever. I didn't didn't really get to go to uh, much last year at all. But, man... um, they actually have, like, they're getting kind of big time. Like, they're, you know, on Facebook Live now. And, you know, they have, like, the jet, like, they're putting them on the sports shows and stuff. That's good. It's pretty cool to see. Like, they had, you know, a couple thousand at the exhibition against UK. And wow. we tied them two to two. I, I don't know why they tied. I'm, I'm not sure why they will have displayed the death set. Um, I don't know. But anyway, I mean, they got off to a great start. They beat Notre Dame, who was ranked. Um, and it was at Notre Dame. <laughs> Hi, baby. Uh, yeah, and then my daughter's up in I mean, the honestly, studio now. So, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you fine. Keep going. Okay, sorry, man. Um, but anyway, yeah, you, you know, we're talking about they're playing playing Kansas. I mean, I think they should be the favorite um, against them and Wake Forest, as far as I know. Uh, I mean, Western's the ranked team, so um, I don't know much about Kansas volleyball. I haven't looked them up, but. Yeah, I, I don't sure know. I would. I would assume that Western would definitely be a favorite against Kansas. Um, the crashing here behind me is my daughter. She's come back into the studio because she enjoys playing. Um, this is kind of like her little playroom, and I just have my little corner where my computers are. Um, so, anyway, um, yeah, I think Western should be a favorite against Kansas, and I'm no. I am first off. I am no volleyball connoisseur or know-it-all by any means, but I would assume that Western should, being a ranked opponent, should help Western's cause as far as beating Kansas and beating um, Wake Forest. My money would be on them. If I was that degenerate of a a gambler, I would definitely put my money on Western versus Kansas. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Kansas or um, Wake Forest, I was just looking it up. It looks like neither one of them are getting any kind of votes. So, I mean, Weston's a legit um, top 15 team. Like, they finished, you know, they made to the Sweet 16 last year, and they didn't lose anybody, and they added four players. So and they got robbed, they can, I'm just they saying. Only, they can only get better. You're talking about, um, you know, continuity. Like, they, they lost.
better than last year. So, I mean, I'm pretty pretty fired up for him. I, I completely uh, I'm agree. I'm happy for Coach Hudson. I mean, he's he's such a just such a nice guy. Yeah, um, he is. Super dude. You know, like on and off the court, on and off the camera, he's just a nice guy. And I may be mistaken, but his wife used to be a physical therapist, and I think she was in the training room a lot. Super nice lady, too. Nice all around. Yeah. Um, so, what else you got, Matt? Well, um, I know I know you were kind of asking me for updates on the women's basketball. Yes. Um, I was listening to one of these episodes where you all trying to spell their names. <laughs> it was like, uh, it was right before we were getting on and stuff. Well, y'all were getting on. I was just, you know, farting around. Um, but <laughs> anyway, um, y'all were trying to pronounce like Merrill's last name. Uh, I can't. Oh, Fatu Pui uh, or whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if their name is pretty funny. Yes, yes. I, I by no means am able to pronounce any of their names. Um, I, and I'm the first one to say. I usually ask people. I'll say. How do you say blah blah blah? And they'll be like, "Yeah, that's how you say. This is how you say it." No, you're, you're completely off. You're not even close. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so anyway, like um, the lady tops are kind of a mystery, and I don't know what to think of them. There's only I'm looking at the roster. There's only two, as far as I know, names that I recognize. Meryl is still there. Meryl Delquad is how you say her last name. Okay, thank um, you. I will forget that in the next week, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, she's a really good player um, and has been around a while. She's a senior now. Um, she's the Egyptian girl um, that came in a few years ago. Um, she's she's pretty solid. She can be kind of inconsistent. And then Hope Savori was a really good um, freshman last year. Um, I'm going to Jared, um, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't their invitation, uh, invitational play they did? What was it last year? The uh, the Egyptian girl wasn't able to play a couple games, and that was probably one of the reasons that Western kind of tanked. Yeah, at the beginning, uh, El Jadawe, she was still over in um, Egypt. From there because of COVID restrictions, and that, that definitely hurt the top the beginning part of the season, but. I mean, like what Matt is saying, uh, I mean, this is, this is a young team, a lot of new players. I mean, like he said, I mean, Hope Savory is probably one of the better scorers we got. She'll be pretty good, hopefully, in her next year. So, and hopefully some of these younger players. No, you can't watch Coco Melon right now, sweetheart. Which, by the way, um, winners to the people who invented Coco Melon because they've created a cult of brainwashed children. Um, hey, if you've never seen a child or a toddler and you turn on Coco Melon, they become a mindless zombie and will just stare at the TV for hours unblinking. And you're just like, good God, people. I attest to that, man. Yes. Sure. I was going to say, you can no, definitely no, no, attest no, no. to it. Coco Melon! <laughs> Coco Melon! It's like, good God. She can even hear the intro music to it, and she's just like, looks around the corner like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're talking UT Martin. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I was just going to say, I think, you know, Colin did a, a, a good job putting them together last year after Renine got back. I mean, because that was a disaster. She was like the only really good player last year. And yes. she was missing. And so they were awful at the beginning of the year, like just horrible. Yes. 
Yeah. And I mean, it was understandable. They did a good job keeping them together, but I do think it's kind of getting to the point that there's no excuses at some point for him. I mean, I don't think there's any, like, you know, firearm or whatever, but, um, you know, it is kind of like he's been here a long time. He took over a really good program in really good shape, and he hasn't really done anything with it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, very soon, or I think people are going to get restless with him. Yeah, I mean, and that's understandable. Kind of like you're saying, you know, you've had a few years, um, and women's basketball maybe not as highly pressure at Western as it is uh, at other schools, but, you know, you have to start seeing a return at some point. Um, You know, you've got to have a return with your investment here, you know, and and I mean, literally college is basically a business, so you've got to be able to show – I'm putting this amount of money into scholarships, et cetera. And this is what we need to see from it, which by the way, sorry, I got to do a side note here. We're already off the rails anyway. So um, what do you all think of the Supreme court's decision that athletes are entitled to their uh, likeness so they can get money for camps or whatever in their name? Honestly, it's about time. I mean, I think so too. Matt, what about you? Yeah, I think it's great. They can make money off of themselves. Uh, my question was, you know, I don't know if you can hear me, but you're slipping. Hey, that- That's my concern about where's the money going to come from for the small things. What did you say, Jared? Yeah, uh, tell Matt I said that he's slipping, that he hasn't paid Bailey Zappi to be a plug for safeguard insurance yet. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Safeguard insurance. <laughs> hey, you know, yeah, you could probably, yeah, like, sponsor a camp or something for him, right? Boom, right there. <laughs> That's it, man. I would say I would say get rid of your old marketing person, but that's your wife. So, (laughs) (laughs) hey, you got to do what you got to do in family business, right? Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) No, I I think it's about time as far as that goes. Um, There was, and our our longtime listeners are going to be like, "What the?" But there was a uh, UK punter who used to do YouTube videos on techniques and how to punt like this or do this and yada, yada, yada. And the NCAA stepped in and said, you can't do that anymore. You can't do these videos that you've been doing up until this point uh, because you can't profit from your likeness. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, he's been doing this through high school, showing kids how to punt and do, you know, be a better kicker. And now you want to step in and say, you can't do that. It's like, that's not fair. Um, Ridiculous. And, and I think, it, I think it is. Um, it's kind of one of those things. Uh, the Pandora's box has been opened and I, I want to see where they're going to shut it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And one of the How things far do we go? seen from all of this is musicians. Like, believe it or not, there's college athletes that are also musicians too, that want really? to be, and so I want to market themselves as solo artists. And they weren't able to do that because of all of the stupid uh, restrictions about being able to make money. So now this has opened it up for where they can go and play gigs, uh, maybe during the week or sometime when they don't have practice and still be able to play on the team. So I think that's a great thing. There's a there's a former Western baseball player. Uh, was it Ryan Davis? I think he's, he's gotten pretty... I was going to say, I'm not sure. Music, but he's, he's pretty... 
uh, locally, he's, I know I've seen him at a bunch of gigs and stuff like that. Hey, that's so, cool. That's cool. Hey, yeah, I'm I mean, all he for was that. a former player, but I'm sure he was, I mean, if he had that opportunity while he was still playing, it would have been, might have been even bigger for him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so let's skedaddle back over to uh, Lady Tops. It's kind of early to kind of make a prediction for them this year, but uh, we'll we'll go, we'll move back into Lady Top territory later on um, as we get closer to basketball season. Um, so UT Martin has gotten an unusual advantage this year that I was just noticing on the schedule. Their last game they played was April 11th of this year. Which is crazy to think about. Which And they played, um, let me see, uh, Tennessee Tech Golden Eagles. And they beat them 40-7. to Yeah, they did. They yeah. slaughtered them 40-7. to So um, it's a very interesting thing. Uh, UT Martin is first in the OVC. So congrats to them. Sorry, I'm just listening to my parents. Um, anyway, uh, so they did. Let's see. Yeah, and this is a weird thing for me. They played their 2021 season in the spring, and now they're going to play their 2021 season in the fall. Um, That's really weird. It is weird, isn't it? I mean, it's interesting to me, but um, I think um, you know, it's one of those you just don't know how to to judge this team. Western has been historically, uh, we've played down to our competition, and it's kind of one of those that I'm like, I wonder how this is going to go. Um, I don't think we should have an issue, but um, we'll see. I know, and I, I say that, and I hesitantly say it because it's just like, what? <laughs> In the past, we've had those games, and you just go, Ah, this should be a cakewalk. We should be able to beat Maine. We should be able to beat, you know, Central blah, blah, blah. Central yeah. Arkansas. Central Arkansas. Central Arkansas twice. <sighs> We're to Even in my prediction that I wrote up, which has that gone out yet, Jared? Uh, predictions will go out tomorrow. So probably by the time okay. most people are listening, it'll be out. So, so, spoiler alert in my prediction, I was like, um, I don't know how to judge this game because it's another FCS team. But. Uh, Western should win. I'm ready for the zap attack. Um, I'm copywriting that, so just so you'll know, if you say it, you have to pay me. Zappy attacky. Yeah, the zappy attacky. Um, it, you know, it's as far as that's concerned, I'm fine with it either way. I want to see. I want to see Western uh, do the fundamentals right. Um, let's play simple football, a defense. Let's play a little smash mouth. Let's get some hits in. Uh, you know, capitalize on turnovers and score on turnovers and, you know, let the offense do their thing, run down the clock, throw the passes down the field, run, you know, Hey, I'm good with that. After the abomination of last season, I just want to see the ball zip through the air again. Speaking of which, I I don't want to make fun of the kid, which I'm not doing that. And I don't get me wrong, but someone said the other day that piggy is at old miss. Yeah. He's on there. Which roster. is wild. That's wild to me. I don't know if he'll be as yeah. far as anything, but he'll be there. I think okay. Piggy was very successful when he could run out the run out run out of the pocket and he could throw within 20 yards. Yeah. He could do that all day. And that's not an issue. Um, and that's not a bad thing. If he fits in the right system, he could be a successful quarterback. 
Um, but most teams want to see the quarterback that has the deep threat. Especially uh, at Western, because we were so used to Brandon Dowdy and then Mike White. Yes. After that is when all of the consistency started to fall apart. It wasn't going to be Nelson Fishback, but then he got hurt, and that's how uh, shoot Arkansas transfer. Why am I blanking on him? Yes, tie story. Yeah, and I mean, he didn't throw it as deep. I mean, he was just perfect as far as managing the line of scrimmage and the time o'clock, just being able to throw those 10, 15-yard passes to just pick up a first down and just keep those drives alive. And then after him, I mean, last year it was just a carousel because Pigram, he didn't really end up doing too hot. And then Kavarius Thomas, he tried to play a little bit, didn't get to do much. So, I mean, there just wasn't that consistency. I mean, having no. Zach come in, I mean, he's going to be perfect with that, having that consistency. And I mean, even the people under him, like Chance McDonald and some of those other, like, Washington State guys, I mean, if something were to happen to Zappy, I mean, at least we know that we have them. Yes. Uh, oh, excuse me. Whew, I'm an old man and my daughter gets up too early. Um, so, Western's got tw- – at- the line for Western is 22. Um, is that a good number or do you think that's a lot? Jared, go first. Well, I mean, in my prediction, which y'all will probably see tomorrow, I mean, that's close to what I was thinking anyways. So, uh, I mean, I think it's a fair assessment, but at the same time, I mean, it's a lot of new pieces on our team that have been added together, but at least the good thing with that is there's a lot of consistency with most of them being from Houston Baptist because we have both of the Stern brothers, we have Ben Ratzloff. We have Zach Kitley, which is the main offensive coordinator now. Uh, that's like four different players that are all from Houston Baptist that are around starter material, plus the returners that we have now. I mean, the only thing that's different is the running back position, which we just got that Carruthers from Navy. He's a original a Bowling Green guy coming back home. I mean, he started some games for them. He did decent in the snaps that he had. So we'll have him... Uh, we'll still have our core offense. He's over a thousand yards in his career. Yeah, Jared, Matt, Jared. What? Matt said he had over a thousand yards in his career. Yeah, I mean that's, that's so, pretty good. I mean, yeah, I mean, Gabe Walker had big shoes to. I mean, he was a big person to follow behind. I mean, he was pretty solid for us. But I mean, I think he can do pretty good. I mean, just looking at our offense. I mean, if you look at the talent that this that's there. I think it's great. It's just the fact that they haven't got to play much together, but I hope that tomorrow is just going to be them figuring that out and just being able to run all the stuff that they worked on a million times in practice and just be able to hopefully get the ball in the end zone. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to hit, you got to do the little things first. And, and this week is a warm up for next week. We need to win next week. Definitely. Um, it's going to be a tough game though. Army on. I think so. That's gonna be tough, and that's at Army, so that's gonna be at uh, West Point. Right? On nine eleven too. On nine eleven. Well, Matt, were you yeah, at, were you were you with the team when uh, we played? Um, was it Army or Navy on nine eleven? Do you remember that? Navy. It was. It was at home, wasn't it? Yes, it Navy, was. And it like it rained and dogs, and then right at kickoff, the sun came out. So <laughs> yeah, was that the? Do you remember? The, was that the one where Cody went sliding through uh, the field? Do you remember that? Cody uh, Hughes did a belly flop right in the middle of the field and went sliding down through there. Uh, I think that was after he left. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think that was 2010. 
Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but yes, we. I don't know how do we always end up with those games on nine eleven, like the commemorative games. That's a good question. I mean, I, I don't. I'm, I don't mind the scheduling. I mean, as long as we win, I'm fine with it. But hey, that's the um, thing. No, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game, and that's I hope fine. We bring we back the red, white, and blue helmets, though, like the American flag helmets. That'll be really cool. I would be good with that. Speaking of helmets, I do not like that script on there. Do you all, or is it just, am I just being a hater? Yes. Like yes. Yeah. Not a fan. I mean, I like the whiteout helmet. It looks good. I just wish that the actual text itself was red instead of just like the red outline and filled in white. If it was just all solid red, it would look a lot better to me. I, I would rather just have the towel. Give me the Western towel that we've had for 100 years. Maybe I'm just an old man who just complains about people in my yard. <laughs> but seriously, like, I just don't like the tops on the side. I mean, you get people like change, and that's fine. I will say I do like the little W Western logo thing in the front. Did you see that? Yeah, that looks good. That's pretty tight. But the tops, mm, not so tight. Todd, fix that. Okay. Um <laughs> we do have uh we've got four games right in a row before we even hit conference and they are all going to be tough yeah. uh after we play army on 9-11 we're going to have a bye week and then we play indiana who's ranked number 17 right now and they play two other ranked teams beforehand <laughs> yeah they start the season against iowa and then two games later, they play Cincinnati, which I think is like preseason number nine or something like that. So if Indiana were to come into the Houch undefeated, they will probably be a top 10 team in the country. That would be cool. That would be really cool to have a top 10 team yeah. come into to the Houch. Um, Can we talk about Zappi like, calling the shot that he thinks we're going to go 12-0? I love yeah, that, right? Did you see that, Jerry? Yeah. Can you hear Matt? I did. Uh, because I had that article talking about my preseason expectations where I go through the whole record and talk about which realistic record is realistic and everything. And the one I personally, I think will go seven and five somewhere in that ballpark. I can live with that. But I mean, Zap thinks they can, Zappy, he thinks they can run the table. And uh, my dad, uh, he works with uh, Coach Lachlan's wife. And uh, she seems to be really cool. And, like, <laughs> I think she saw the article, like, him and her and uh, her husband. And they's like, eh, seven games, that's kind of low. So everybody within the program thinks they can win a bunch of games this year. And, honestly, I hope they do. I'd love to be proven wrong. One, two, three, four, five, six. So, okay, I, I, I mean, seven and five is doable. Uh, I think that's very doable. Yeah. I think that's a definite possibility. I mean, to put it into perspective, last season I had us going like nine and three, and we saw how that turned out. So I'm just kind of lowballing. <laughs> <a little bit. laughs> there we go. Jared's going to lowball so that we do well. Um, Matt, what do you think? Well, we like in terms of like a, a record prediction. Yeah, sure. Start yeah. out there. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty high on them. I think I'm not going to say twelve though. Um, but I mean, I just don't think. I don't think we'll beat Indiana. I, I would love to say that we could and just say, you know, we're going we're gonna to go 12-0. and 0. I just don't see it. Yeah. yeah. you got to play Michigan State after that. So even if you find a way to pull off an upset at home, which would be incredible. Yes. Then you got to go to Michigan State on the road, another Big Ten team that's pretty tough. average. They're uh, tough. Big Ten, but it's, I mean, I mean, I, I honestly feel like 
first of all, Zappy, I mean, it's Zappy, right? Like Zappy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Jared says yes. It's Zappy. It's okay, on right. the yeah, guy. So anyway, I mean, Zappy is a legit, like, he's the second, uh, well, he's got the second most active um, passing yards in the NCAA. Um, you know, and he transferred to Western. And yeah, he was uh, at Houston Baptist or whatever, but I think he's really legit. And the fact that we brought in a bunch of these extra guys and um, and alone stayed. Like I'm pretty high on him, and I think we're going to be. I think I think we're immediately going to be legit. I, I think so. I, agree. I mean, I, I'm I'm thinking like nine and three, ten and two. That's where I'm really feeling. Wow! Like we, wow! You got Zappy going. That's what I'm hoping for. I really do. I'm, I'm just, but that's where I'm at. I mean, I'm if you think about it, I mean, Zappy. Yeah, like the, the people in the program feel good. He can't hear you, Jared. Um. No, you're good. Uh, Jared, go ahead. I was going to say that, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, Zappy and Kitley and all those Houston Baptist guys, they almost beat freaking Texas Tech at one point. I mean, they barely lost that game. They were still lighting up the scoreboard against a Big 12 team. And if he can do that with an FCS school, I mean, we have some better weapons on the offensive line. We also have more depth at wide receiver, a better running back. So being able to add all of those pieces to already the kind of core that they were able to build off of there and be able to build that system here, I think is going to be really good. And, of course, I mean, Coach Helton and Coach Ellis, too, both of them are still really good offensive minds. And throwing Kidley into the mix with them, I think that's definitely going to help us get back to what we're used to seeing with our offense. We, Our problem last year, it wasn't Piggy's fault, okay? Piggy was not the right piece in the puzzle. That's all it was. That's all not it was. Not that there weren't any spring practices either. That's one thing that at least we had this year was the spring practices. Yes, yes. You got that spring practice. You got to see – you got that extra practice to see how everything's going to work out, who's going to work where, yada, yada, yada. Um, and last season, I'm going to chuck to COVID and just say, you know, COVID and, you know, Piggy just wasn't the right fit for us, and that's fine. It happens. Um, I wish him all the best. I hope he has success at Ole Miss. I hope Kiffin doesn't. But um, <laughs> UT, uh, you know, uh, there are seven games. Let's see. We've got UTSA, ODU, FIU, Charlotte, MTSU, Rice, FAU, and Marshall. That's eight games. Um, and we have to win at least one of these non-cons to get nine, which is possible. Um, Marshall's going to be tough. At Marshall on I'm on or around Thanksgiving. They got a they got a new coach, so okay. You know, they be a complete disaster, or they're going to be great. Nobody knows. And uh, their kicker's gone, so that's a plus. Um, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Poor guys. You know, I feel so sorry for them at the Dairy Queen. They got to be crying. <laughs> um, but MTSU, um, they're going to be they're going to have the same issues. I think they always have. Um, they don't have Astro O'Hara anymore, so they're basically screwed. Yeah, they're going to have a rough year this yeah, year, I think. I, I, think yeah. I think Charlotte's going to be a tough team this year. Um, and I think ODU – ODU usually brings it when they play us. I don't know what it is, but they always seem to bring this stuff when they play us. Um, FAU with uh, – is Taggart still there? Or did he change teams already? Yeah, he's still at FAU. Okay. Yeah, he's still there. <laughs> yeah, Matt got what I was going for. Uh, but you know, Hey, I wish Taggart the best. Um, he's, he's usually a pretty good coach. He's got that. Uh, he wants to go outside pretty quick. Um, 
kind of mentality. And if he can recruit Florida players and Florida is the fast state, I mean, he could be successful down there. Um, so I think it's easy. I think it's easily possible. One more time. I think I honestly think that's like the perfect job for him. It really is. Yeah, I mean, he needs like a small time program that he can over recruit to. It's like in Florida, like in like right where he's from. (laughs) I'm sorry, I can just picture his uh, his home visits. I would just picture in his home visits. He's like, there they go. And there, and the mom walks up and goes, and he goes, you can actually understand them now. Oh my gosh. I will say, I will say coach Taggart, he's super nice guy in person and everything. But I did have a family member come up to me while I was at Western and they go, does he always talk like that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, when he's on TV and they do interviews, like he hardly moves his mouth. And I, and I was like, what? And I watched an interview and he literally would just like, he's like, I think he gets nervous and that's fine. I mean, I would be too. I'd probably be shitting myself up there, but anyway, um, <laughs> but I think nine and three is a, a doable um, 12 and 0 was tough. 12 and 0 is going to be a big one. Um, I think IU might be inflated, though. I'm if just saying. If we beat Indiana, I'm rushing the field again. I don't care what happens, even if I'm the only one. Yes, please do. <laughs> I'm going to be watching at home and I'll be like, there's Jared. Woo! And then you see me. I think we have a, a pretty nice draw in conference. Like, if you, if you look at who the West is, who the West teams would play, yes. UTSA. Rice. You know, they're, they're going to be average. We didn't get UAB. Um, what Southern Miss, North Texas, yes, other ones that are figured. Um, trying to think who the other ones are. Yeah, uh, you. But anyway, yeah, um, LaTeX. And then we, yeah, LaTeX. That's another one. That that's always pretty good. We didn't get them, and we got Rice. I mean, Rice is usually. I yeah, they right. might be a little better, but they they maybe gonna win three or four games. Okay. Uh, so I think it's a really good draw from conference perspectives. So uh, um, just to just to wrap it up, wide open too. Just to wrap it up here real quick, we're going to kind of go around and just talk about our predictions for the season. We've been talking about what we think, um, what Western's possibly going to do. What is a successful season? And, Matt, I'll go to you first so I can hang up my phone. No offense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Successful season. I mean, I would say anything uh, above 500 is fine. Um, You know, you're coming off a losing season. You know, show some progress back into the into the positive. Um, I'd be okay with seven and five, but I honestly feel like it's going to be a little higher than that. Uh, I'm hoping for it, and if we end up settling for seven and five, eight and four, maybe six and six, it's okay. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping for higher. I want to get back to to the top, man. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Jared, what are you looking at? What is a, what is a successful season for Western this year? Honestly, I mean, I feel the same way. I mean, bowl eligibility, I feel like, is the bare minimum for us to have this season. If we can't go six and six with six and six with this team, I'll be pretty disappointed. I mean, they definitely have a lot of promise. And even if it does take them a little bit of time and they struggle in the non-conference, I mean, by the time they get to conference USA level, I mean, they have a good shot at it. I mean, heck, we beat Louisiana Tech. I mean, last season, I think. 
right before the tail end of everything. We finally started to catch on right at the end of the season. I when we I thought we weren't going to accomplish anything, but I think that seven and five is definitely a realistic standard to have for this team. I mean, eight and four would be nice. I mean, nine and three would be outstanding. I don't see us doing any better than nine and three. I mean, that's kind of my ceiling for this team, but I'll live with that. Yeah, I, I think. Why? Can I ask you why? Okay, really why? Nine and three? I mean, I'm just wondering. Just because, I, mean, I don't know if y'all want to go first or what. Anyway. I mean, Marshall is going to be tough. They have a new coach, but I think that's actually going to help them more than it's going to hurt them because Holiday was okay. I mean, this new coach that they already have has done a better job recruiting than I think Holiday ever did. So they've already reloaded. They've got a lot of strong guys. Marshall's going to be tough. I mean, the good thing is that we'll be playing them at the end of the season, so we should be in our best shape by then unless we have a bunch of injuries, which, of course, always hinders things. Possibility, yes. Yeah, and, I mean, FAU, Willie Taggart, I mean, that's still going to be kind of a tough game. I don't know who all they have now on their team. I mean, at ODU and FIU should be easy wins. We should be able to handle them. Charlotte, I think we should be able to handle them too, honestly. But it's just the non-conference is where I see us struggling a lot against both of those Big 12 schools, not Big 12, Big 10, and also Army. I don't know if we'll win any of those. If we do, that's great. I mean, I feel like we'll win tomorrow, but I don't know about the other three. I think we're going to win tomorrow. Um, Knock on wood, barring some crazy disaster. But um, I think Western should beat UTM. And I think I think three scores is possible. The I think they're going to go under. I think it's going to be three scores. I don't think it's going to be twenty two. But uh, as far as the rest of the season, I, I'm going to say I'm not going to put a cap on the season. But I'm going to say eight and four is a good season. Um, a decent season is seven and five. I think not that we're going to lose these. I mean, we're going to have a rough four games here at the beginning. But I think the rest of the season, our conference games look pretty nice. Um, UTSA, ODU, FIU, FAU, uh, MTSU, um, Rice, and Marshall are our tough games, I think. For, for Honestly, conference. UTSA is better than Rice. They have okay. a player's name to their uh, like the all-conference team or whatever, the preseason. Okay. Like okay. They're going to be good, tougher out than Rice is, in my opinion. I mean, Rice did beat Marshall right at the end of last season, which I think is freaking hilarious. I'm glad it happened. <laughs> but, Me too. I mean, that's a toss-up game. Rice is definitely a toss-up game. I think that UTSA, that's, that's going to be kind of close to. I feel like the, we have the tools to win that. It's just going to be, like, who has the ball at the end of the game and – what all happens before then? If we if we have the ball late, I think that Zap Zappy will be pretty good with all that. Um, but yeah, MTSU. If we don't beat MTSU, then I don't care what else happens. It's pretty sad. <laughs> exactly. You got to beat MTSU to have a good game or have a good season. I mean, um, so that's all I've got for tonight, guys. I am. Uh, we're going to be back next week. We'll talk about uh, the outcome of the. UT Martin game. Hopefully it'll be a lot happier uh, than previous FCS years. But uh, then we'll preview the Army game, which um, that is on. Is that on a yeah. Saturday? Okay. I, I, I'm trying to pull up my calendar here, but not having a lot of luck. Um, yeah. Yes, it's a Saturday. Saturday, the the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Um, and it's going to be on CBS Sports Network. I don't think the UT Martin game is, though, is it? It's on ESPN+. Plus. It's on the plus. It's on the plus. So check out that if you got ESPN plus, 
If you don't, you may get lucky and find it on uh, the Hilltopper Vault, which I don't know if he's still going or if he got shut down in our vacation. But um, check that out. Uh, follow all our good stuff. We're going to have our game predictions come out tomorrow on Towrack, uh, the Towrack. Um, and uh, as always, guys, go Tops. Go Tops. Go Tops. Good to be back. Hey, thanks, Matt. Good to have you, buddy.